Our readings today focus on 1 Samuel chapter 7 with the rise of Samuel as judge, the last judge of Israel, and also Acts chapter 10 where Peter has a dream uh, where God tells him that everything that God has created uh, is worthwhile. Um, and that goes for food and people as well. At the same time, there is a Roman centurion by the name of Cornelius who has a vision uh, where he is told in the vision to seek out Peter. And uh, we will uh, look at this. I think that this is a very significant chapter in the life of the early church because uh, as we have seen the growth of Christianity, uh, it has spread wide and far beyond uh, its roots in Judaism. Uh, and we have to remember that the first Christians were very devout Jews. Uh, but if it were not for people like Peter, people like Paul, who reached out beyond the confines of the Jewish community, uh, it only boggles the imagination to wonder what Christianity would look like today. And then we will wrap it all up with a couple more verses from Proverbs chapter 21. Let's begin now with 1 Samuel 7. And the people of Kiriath-Jeraim came and took up the ark of the Lord and brought it to the house of Abinadab on the hill. They consecrated his son Eleazar to have charge of the ark of the Lord. From that day the ark was lodged at Kiriath-Jeraim, a long time past, some twenty years, and all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. Then Samuel said to all the house of Israel, If you are returning to the Lord with all your heart, then put away the foreign gods and the astarts from you. Direct your heart to the Lord and serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. So Israel put away the Baals and the Astarts and served the Lord only. Then Samuel said, Gather all Israel at Mizpah, and I will pray to the Lord for you. So they gathered at Mizpah and drew water and poured it out before the Lord. They fasted that day and said, We have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the people of Israel at Mizpah. When the Philistines heard that the people of Israel had gathered at Mizpah, the lords of the Philistines went up against Israel. And when the people of Israel heard of it, they were afraid of the Philistines. The people of Israel said to Samuel, Do not cease to cry out to the Lord our God for us, and pray that he may save us from the hand of the Philistines. So Samuel took a suckling lamb, and offered it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. Samuel cried out to the Lord for Israel, and the Lord answered him. As Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to attack Israel. But the Lord thundered with a mighty voice that day against the Philistines, and threw them into confusion, and they were routed before Israel. And the men of Israel went out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines, and struck them down as far as beyond Bethkar. Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Jeshanaha, 
and named it Ebenezer. For he said, Thus far the Lord has helped us. So the Philistines were subdued and did not again enter the territory of Israel. The hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. The towns that the Philistines had gathered, taken from Israel, were restored to Israel. From Ekron to Gath, and Israel recovered their territory from the hand of the Philistines. There was peace also between Israel and the Amorites. Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. He went on a circuit year by year to Bethel, Gilgal, and Mizpah, and he judged Israel in all these places. Then he would come back to Ramah, for his home was there. He administered justice there to Israel and built there an altar to the Lord. Now we focus our attention on Acts chapter 10 with a vision of Cornelius and the vision of Peter. In, C in Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion of the Italian cohort, as it was called. He was a devout man who feared God with all his household. He gave alms generously to the people and prayed constantly to God. One afternoon at about three o'clock, he had a vision in which he clearly saw an angel of the Lord coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. He stared at him in terror and said, What is it, Lord? He answered, Your prayers and your alms have ascended as a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa for a certain Simon who is called Peter. He is lodging with Simon a tanner whose house is by the seaside. When the angel who spoke to him had left, he called two of his slaves and a devout soldier from the ranks of those who served him. And after telling them everything, he sent them to Joppa. About noon the next day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat. And while it was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw the heaven opened and something like a large sheet coming down, being lowered to the ground by its four corners. In it were all kinds of four-footed creatures and reptiles and birds of the air. Then he heard a voice saying, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, By no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is profane or unclean. The voice said to him again a second time, What God has made clean, you must not call profane. This happened three times, and the thing was suddenly taken up to heaven. Now, while Peter was greatly puzzled about what to make of the vision he had seen, suddenly the men sent by Cornelius appeared. They were asking for Simon's house and were standing by the gate. They called out to ask whether Simon who was called Peter, was staying there. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Look, three men are searching for you. Now get up, go down, and go with them without hesitation, for I have sent them. So Peter went down to the men and said, I am the one you are looking for. What is the reason for your coming? They answered, Cornelius, a centurion, an upright and God-fearing man, 
who was well spoken of by the whole Jewish nation, was directed by a holy angel to send for you to come to his house and to hear what you have to say. So Peter invited them in and gave them lodging. The next day he got up and went with them, and some of the believers from Joppa accompanied him. The following day they came to Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. On Peter's arrival, on Peter's arrival, Cornelius met him and falling at his feet worshipped him. But Peter made him get up, saying, Stand up, I am only a mortal. And as he talked with him, he went in and found that many had assembled. And he said to them, You yourselves know that it is unlawful for a Jew to associate with or visit a Gentile. But God has shown me that I should not call anyone profane or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without objection. Now, may I ask why you have sent for me? Cornelius replied, Four days ago at this very hour at three o'clock, I was praying in my house, when suddenly a man in dazzling clothes stood before me. He said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard, and your alms have been remembered before God. Send therefore to Joppa, and ask for Simon, who is called Peter. He is staying in the house of Simon, a tanner, by the sea. Therefore I sent for you immediately, and you have been kind enough to come. So now all of us are here in the presence of God to listen to all that the Lord has commanded you to say. Then Peter began to speak to them, I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, Everyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. You know that the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That message spread throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, and after the baptism that John announced, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. We are witnesses to all that he did both in Judea and Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him on the third day and allowed him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who were chosen by God as witnesses, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one ordained by God as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. While Peter was still speaking, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who heard the word. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astounded that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. For they heard them speaking in tongues and extolling God. Then Peter said, Can anyone withhold the water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? So he ordered them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they invited him to stay for several days.
We finish this set of readings from the Bible with a couple of verses, verses 8 and 9 from Proverbs 21. The way of the guilty is crooked, but the conduct of the pure is right. It is better to live in, a in the corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a contentious wife. Questions for reflection. What are the lessons you gain from, gain from 1 Samuel chapter 7? What are your thoughts about the ascendancy of Samuel as judge of Israel? 3. What is the significance of Samuel erecting a stone near Mizpah? I'll give you a hint. Go back to the story of Jacob and Laban. Number four, what was it that gave the Philistines concern when they learned that Israel gathered together at Mizpah? Question five. In Acts chapter seven, Peter has a dream. What is the significance of Peter's dream? Seven, why is the dream of Cornelius important? And finally, what do you find important about Peter responding to the request of Cornelius? I have another question. How has the modern Christian church benefited by the response of Peter to Cornelius? Do you see the similarities between Peter and Cornelius and the Apostle Paul in taking the message of Christianity beyond the, the Jewish faith? I'd like to leave us with a prayer. Lord, help me to see people by their value as people. Teach me to rise above the temptation to label people by color, weight, and height, and ethnicity. Encourage me to seek and celebrate common threads of humanity, mutual desire and need, and the transcendent nature and quality of love. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This is Pastor Nick Hood, pastor and senior minister of the Plymouth United Church of Christ, located in the heart of Detroit and at the very tip-top of the Medical Center area of Detroit. Our street address is 600 East Warren Avenue. If you're ever in the Detroit area, I invite you to stop by and worship with us or just come in and look around. We worship on Sundays at 8.30 and 11 and on Wednesdays at 12 noon. Until tomorrow or the next time, this is Nick Hood and God bless.